Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special series of Houndcast. We're excited to bring you the first of three episodes centered around the topic of plan giving. Our guests will be sharing advice that you can take to your own team of experts. My name is Luke Smith, class of 2011, and I'm a leadership gift officer at Moravian, coming to you today from the Zenzenko New Media Center in Reeves Library. This week is National Estate Planning Awareness Week, and today I'm excited to welcome Kelly Rindock, proud member of the class of 2003, certified financial planner at Steel Valley Wealth Strategies of Raymond James. Kelly, welcome and thank you for being here. How are you? I'm good, Luke. Thank you for having me. Today's podcast is the first in our series of three focused on planned giving. Today we will talk about the concept of, I want to leave a legacy, estate planning and how we can leverage some common financial tools to leave a legacy to the people and places we love. So with that said, what is estate planning? Good question. Estate planning is really the process by which you plan for your wealth and your possessions and make health decisions in the event you can't do them for yourself, whether that's incapacity or death. Now, typically, the more dollars you have or the larger asset base that you have, the more complex your estate planning might be. But recent college graduates should have an element of estate planning as well. And I really like to tell people that you don't go through this process for you. You go through it for the people you love so they can follow your wishes. We deal with clients and we're talking to people about their wealth. We often bring up the question of when you're no longer here, where do you want these assets to go? So philanthropy and legacy is a huge component to estate planning for pretty much everyone. Wills govern all assets that don't have a named beneficiary. So your retirement plans at work, your life insurance policies, those typically have named beneficiaries. Wills govern everything outside of that. Examples can be your personal possessions, your investments, potentially checking accounts. And your will allows you to dictate who will receive that specific piece of property or an amount of cash or an investment. So you are able to say in a will, I want to leave my personal property to Moravian College, Moravian University now. <laughs> uh, you could leave them uh, a specific tangible item. You also can make them the beneficiary to a specific cash amount in your will. You mentioned beneficiaries. What about life insurance? Can't you do those with those policies as well? Life insurance and old insurance policies in general is one of the ways we typically see people leave a legacy. Uh, very frequently clients have old annuities, life insurance policies that are very valuable when you're young. But as you get older, maybe your children are out of the house, you end up with out a financial need for life insurance. You've saved enough money, you've paid down your debt, and your assets can meet whatever final expenses you may have. So a way that you can benefit an organization that is near and dear to you would be to rename the beneficiary as a charitable organization. The same happens for an annuity. Annuities, if you're not familiar, they are insurance vehicles that grow tax deferred. And currently, it's one of the very few investments that do not step up in cost basis upon your passing. So you can give a very tax efficient gift to a not-for-profit agency by assigning them your annuity or your life insurance. How do retirement accounts and designating a beneficiary fit into this as well? So when you have a retirement account, you are able to assign beneficiaries typically in percentages. I'm gonna give 10% to this person or to this organization. 
So you are legally allowed to carve up that percentage in whatever way you like. And that can be to heirs or natural people, but it also can be to organizations such as Moravian University, but to any not-for-profit, as they don't pay the taxes on the distribution. It can be very powerful. Donor advised funds are something that's growing in popularity. Can you tell us how designating a beneficiary or using them to make a gift might be part of someone's plan? Absolutely. So a donor advised fund is really a charitable investment account for the sole purpose of supporting charitable organizations. It can be a very impactful tool around your taxes because you make a lump sum gift into the donor advised fund, which allows you to take that on your tax return for that calendar year. However, you don't have to distribute the gift at that specific year. You can give it over a period of years. This is done when maybe you've sold a piece of property, you're going to have a larger tax impact. Potentially it's from an employment, you're getting a bonus. So you take money, you carve it aside into the donor advised fund and you can gift it over a period of years. But the donor advised fund allows you to make the decision when it's right for your family on how to gift that out and to what organization and you can leave an ultimate beneficiary upon your passing. In my experience, donors often come to us with an intent in mind. Do you see that with your clients as well? We see probably a, a lot of different things, but many people do. So they're giving money to a, an organization because they really loved a specific department. I've had people talk about endowing chairs at universities previously. So sometimes it can be a very general gift. I want to just support my alma mater because I had such a good experience there. Or it could be something very specific as a sports team, a specific major or department. Kelly, what are some of the tax benefits of making a legacy gift of this nature? The first would be reducing your taxable income. So when you are itemizing your deductions on your taxes, you can easily use your gifts to uh, not-for-profits to reduce your overall tax liability. The second is you can gift in a variety of ways. It's very common for us to think that you can gift cash, but you are also able to gift stock. So if you have a stock that you've bought or you've inherited and you paid $10 a share, now it's worth $100 a share. You can gift that appreciated stock to a not-for-profit and take the $100 a share as the value and not have to pay the capital gains tax. So you can uh, basically keep your cash flow for other needs, but then gift to the university as well. You also can reduce your overall estate tax. So when you're gifting, some people gift in a bequest, as we talked about earlier, as, as part of their will. So if you would be subject to inheritance tax, and inheritance taxes can hit from the federal level, but they also can hit from a state level as well, you can bypass some of that and uh, by shifting it to a not-for-profit agency, uh, you're avoiding those, those taxes. And as I mentioned earlier, there are some assets that shift tax liability to the beneficiary. An annuity was one that I mentioned. You can increase the impact of your gift by leaving your loved ones more cash or assets that don't have that same tax impact and leaving the charitable organizations the ones that do. You're a financial advisor. How do you most often find yourself involved in these plans 
What are your clients asking you? And who are the other experts that an individual might involve in the planning process? We're constantly involved in these conversations. I'm a certified financial planner. So one of the things that I do consistently is we talk about people's overall financial pictures as a pie. And so where are they today? Where do they want to be? And this discussion of a legacy, we dig into what does that mean to them? And for some people, it's extremely specific. They know they want to endow that chair. They know they want to leave a scholarship for a women's basketball player. Other times, it's just the feeling of doing something good in their local community. So your financial advisors, we are a safe space to discuss your ideas and formulate your plans without judgment. It can be to a granular level of helping you assign your beneficiaries in a very efficient manner, titling accounts, or potentially using insurance products to fund those goals. Most people need a team of experts, and we recommend that that includes an attorney as well as a tax professional, potentially a CPA, to help you make these decisions. The reality is that as this team of experts, we are aware of very granular and detailed understandings of the tax implication and being able to weigh that with the emotional piece of giving gifts that typically connect here. So you really want to make sure you're looping in all the people in your life so that we can help give you well-rounded advice. Donors are urged to consult with their attorneys, accountants, or tax advisors with respect to questions relating to the deductibility of various types of contributions to a donor-advised fund for federal and state tax purposes. While we are familiar with the tax provisions of the issues presented herein, as financial advisors of RJFS, we are not qualified to render advice on tax or legal matters. You should discuss tax or legal matters with the appropriate professional. Raymond James and Associates, Inc., member NYSE, SIPC. Thank you.